I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this episode of Your Business Boost podcast, where today I am going to be sharing some things with you that have been boosting my life in the hope that they will boost yours too. As this episode goes to air, we are heading into Easter week and I'm really, really hoping that wherever you are listening to this episode, that there is a break on the horizon for you if you are not already on one. So this time of year is a really good time to uh, just hit pause for a, a few days at least on um, on the business front and focus firmly on the other elements of your life if your business isn't uh, seasonal, of course. But yeah, I just think, you know, having this four-day break uh, and at you know, for the parents who are listening, it is also school holidays. So uh, the fact that there is just that little bit of extra time to be spending with our loved ones right now, I didn't want to do shop talk this week. I wanted to uh, share some recommendations with you, things that I have been watching, reading, listening to and doing uh, that have, yeah, just put a bit of a pep in my step and that I've really enjoyed. And um, you may too, if you are looking for some inspiration um, for some things to fill your time while you are having a little break from your regular work life um, this week. So uh, let's start with what I have been reading because one of my most downloaded episodes um, of the last few months was the one that I did just at the end of last year with my 2021 books of the year, the books that I read and enjoyed the most. Um, I did a whole episode on that. Um, If you haven't listened, go back. Um, It came out just before Christmas. Um, And sadly, I haven't read enough um, over the last few months to warrant a full episode this time round. So I will share with you what I have been reading or some of the things I have been reading. I have been reading, but um, you know, Secret Squirrel. Um, a, a few of those have been books that I have read for my book club and I just haven't enjoyed them. So I am not going to recommend them to you, but they, you know, the book club books have dominated my time. Um, something else that dominated a lot of my reading time, which I'm still a little bit on the fence about whether I enjoyed or not, is Miriam Key's latest book, which is called Again, Rachel. Now, if you're familiar familiar with Miriam Keyes. She is an Irish author. She has been writing for 
I want to say at least 20 years. It's probably longer. She has a really distinct style. It's very conversational. You feel like you're sitting around the big table in the kitchen with her and all of her family drinking cups of tea and listening to the stories that they tell. And um, she creates really great characters. Um, It's what you would call, I suppose, like domestic drama maybe I guess would be the genre uh old school terms you would consider it chick lit but I know we're not supposed to call it that anymore but look this book was a revisit of a character of one of her very first novels which was um Rachel's Holiday so we we come back to this character 20 years later and find out what has been going on in her life since we last spent time with her. And full disclosure, you don't need to have read Rachel's Holiday to actually follow along here. And, you know, I mean, who remembers the details of a plot of a book that they read all that time ago. I know some people have reread Rachel's Holiday when when this book came out, but you definitely don't need to. Now, it was uh, true to form Miriam Keys in that she deals with some really dark topics. Around those topics is lightness. It's very difficult to describe, but I think, and that's very much her, like, you know, she, she is very open about her own mental health challenges. And she, I I think that's probably why she writes so beautifully about these sorts of things because she has lived them herself. But, uh, trigger warning, this book is, it is dark. Like it's really, it goes there on some topics that kind of, it almost blindsides you the way they sort of prop up. And I don't want to give too much away. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think because of the size of the book too, like I think it's, I forgot from memory, it was about 580 pages, I think. So it's probably one of those things that people will see, oh yeah, I'll read that over the holidays because I'll have time to get stuck into it. But I would just, yeah, trigger warning, there are issues of things like drug addiction, alcoholism, domestic violence, infant mortality, incest, divorce, like there, there, there is a lot of pretty heavy duty stuff going on in this book. But uh, yeah, so that's why I'm kind of undecided about whether or not it would be like, you know, one of my books of the year. It's definitely worth reading if you are a Miriam Keys fan. It's not like she's gone off piste. It's just, I think probably when I was reading it too, it was when um, the world was well and truly going to shit. You know, the, the flooding up in um, Queensland and northern New South Wales was, we were right in the midst of that war in Ukraine. Like there was so many other horrible things going on. And I think, you know, I was sort of looking for an escape and instead in that book things got pretty heavy. Um, So, yeah, be warned. But it is a great book and if you love her style of writing then you will absolutely enjoy, again, Rachel by Miriam Keys. The other author who I have only recently discovered but I have I'm on. I'm nearly finished this. A second book of hers um, is an Australian author called Sally Hepworth. Now um, she may have been on your radar a lot 
earlier than she has been online because she has, I love it when you discover an author and you realize that they've actually written like a whole heap of books prior to the one that, um, that, that I bought. Um, how I came across her was I heard her interviewed on the 40 podcast, which is hosted by those two girls, Lise and Sarah. And um, they, yeah, they interviewed Sally and I was like, oh my God, this woman is hilarious. I'm going to buy her new book, um, which is called The Younger Wife. And I inhaled it. Like I literally, it was one of those books where I stayed up late, like really late into the night in order to finish it because I couldn't put it down. If you are looking for a sun lounger read, this is it if you haven't read it already. It is, um, it's pacey, it's, um, you know, great characters, uh, good storyline and you can't, you couldn't pick it. Like, you know how sometimes when you read, so it's a mystery, like they're, you know, and similar to Miriam Keys in that it's that sort of domestic drama, you know, centered around a family and the goings on of that family. Um, but often when there is that kind of mystery element to a story, you can guess early on in the book, what's going to happen with this. I did not. And I really, really enjoyed it. I would liken her to Leanne Moriarty in the early days. Not so much her recent work, like Leanne's recent work. Um, but you know, if you if you if you loved Big Little Lies, you would love The Younger Wife by Sally Hepworth. She is awesome. And I am almost finished um another book of hers, which is called The Mother-in-Law. Same thing, like just a really um easy but like really gripping read, um, one of those can't put down sort of books. So yeah, if you're looking for a new author and you don't know of Sally's work, check it out. You will really enjoy it. Um, so I have also been, so, so I always, I read fiction, but I listen to nonfiction and I always have something on the go on my audible so that if I run out of podcasts to listen to, which I have been doing a lot lately, um, I've kind of done a bit of a cull of, of, the podcasts that I listen to. So it means that at certain points in the week, I have no fresh podcasts to listen to. So I have been listening to audiobooks on Audible and something that I really enjoyed and had a lot of fun listening to was The Audacity, which is the comedian Catherine Ryan's autobiography. Um, I absolutely love Catherine Ryan. She is a Canadian comedian, but she has been, she spent most of her adult life living in the UK. So it's that, you know, alien in a foreign land. And even though she's been living there for a long time, a lot of her comedy is about just how demented a lot of things about the UK are to a foreigner. Um, so this autobiography of hers is, um, it was really good actually, because I, I, I learned a lot about her um, listening to her story and she's just bloody funny. Like she's really, really hilarious. She does not take herself seriously at all. Um, I, you know, she was a young mum and then she's had like a, you know, a later in, li in life um, baby as well. So, you know, she's got a brand new baby and uh, I think 14-year-old or something like that, maybe 13-year-old girl. So, um, yeah, but she's very, very funny and she reads it herself. And that's the thing that I love about listening to audiobooks, especially autobiographies, because it's usually the person that's 
written it that reads it back to you. So it just feels like they're actually telling you um, their life story personally. So that's another one. Uh, Yeah, if you're looking for something to feel perhaps like a long car ride or something, definitely do not listen to it around children though. Um, she's, She's pretty rude, but, you know, very funny. Um, speaking of comedy, I have been down a little bit of a um, female stand-up um, rabbit warren over the last couple of months, and I think it has just been in search of light relief from all of the stuff that is going on in the world and also where are the good comedies on telly, people? Can you tell me? We have watched, you know, all the usual suspects like, you know, the the Schitt's Creeks and the Ted Lasso's and the Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Parks and Rec and all of those kind of older ones. But I am like, where is the good new stuff? I'm really, really struggling. There seems to be an influx of um, drama and serious stuff, but not so much that really light, mindless comedy. So I think this is why I keep falling upon um, female stand-up, you know, it's and it's also easy to watch. Like it's, you know, an hour of just joke after joke after joke and then it's done. Um, so uh, so Catherine Ryan, who I mentioned before, whose autobiography I listened to, she has got a few um, Netflix specials. If you, if you haven't seen any of her, her work, it's very funny. Um, but there's also another girl that I stumbled across who I have enjoyed and her name is Taylor Tomlinson. Um, she's American. Um, and she, the, the one that I watched that I really enjoyed was Quarter Life Crisis. Now I am beyond my quarter life. I didn't have a crisis at, at a quarter life, but it was very, very fun listening to hers and just going back to, to that time in my life when those things that seemed so bloody important back then, um, really don't matter anymore now, but it was, it was great just to, you know, I love, I love watching things that give me a a different perspective um, of a different kind of life, I guess, or stage of life, which is where Taylor Tomlinson was. So quarter life crisis, lots of fun. Um, So as I said, struggling with the comedy, finding something great, but the drama, the television drama, oh my God. Um, So there's been some really good stuff that I've been watching Bridgerton is back, which I am super duper happy about, but I am very sad that Reggie is not on it. Like, where is he and his cute bum? Like, I was really looking forward to that. Um, But doesn't matter. I think it's just as good, if not maybe better than the first season. Um, It's probably a little bit pacier, I think. And um, just, yeah, great characters and my favourite thing to do. So I, you know, don't think of me as a bad parent. I actually watch this with Ruby. Ruby is 15. Um, Yes, some of the scenes she's like, oh, my God, Mum, can we fast forward? I'm like, no, you need to watch this and, um, you know, see what what it's all about. But um, the thing that we love to do is we – and I'm sure you know, if you watch Bridgerton, you will know that all of the music is like modern pop music, um, but just played in a way that, you know, is of the time that Bridgerton was set. But our favourite thing to do is actually like, you know, pick up 
from the background music what the song is and, and um, you know, who guesses it first. So, um, yes, loving Bridgerton. I haven't finished it yet, so no spoilers, but, um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, the other thing that I'm absolutely, like, dying every week for a new episode for is The Dropout. So uh, this is the story of Elizabeth Holmes, who was the founder of the Theranos, um, it was a company in um, in the US that was basically completely fake. Like they created this um, this medical device which could test blood, um, you know, based on a, on a couple of drops of blood and you could run all these health tests on the blood and she got like hundreds of millions of dollars in funding she had huge um titans of industry politicians a huge workforce everyone working on this thing that was a load of bollocks like literally it never worked it never worked didn't work um if if you want an example of uh you know just to prove to yourself that imposter syndrome is like completely invalid when you look at someone who has just created like a complete bullshit business you know this will make you feel very good about yourself i think so this tv series is the like this story so it's based on there was a podcast called the dropout which followed you know sort of from start to finish what happened um it was in the news a lot last year so you can read all about what happened um, at the time I'm recording this. Um, I know she was found guilty, but I don't think she's been sentenced yet. Um, but this, yeah, so this TV series is kind of loosely based on the podcast. But I have to say um, I tried to listen to the podcast and I just found it way too detailed and, um, I, you know, I was just like, come on, like let's get to the end kind of thing. So this TV series is, um, it goes at a much faster pace. Amanda Seyfried plays Elizabeth Holmes. So you might know Amanda from like Mamma Mia and Mean Girls. Uh, she is brilliant. Like if she doesn't get nominated for an Emmy for this role, um, there is something wrong. She just encapsulates this crazy woman so perfectly. Um, so yeah, it is, it is absolutely compelling television I, it's one of those shows you could watch it on your own, you could watch it with your partner, um, but, yeah, you just you are watching your television in disbelief, even though I know the story because I read there was a book that came out a few years ago about it called Bad Blood. Um, so, I, you know, I know what's happening, but, oh, my God, it's so it's so compelling. The acting's really good and, yeah, good, good sort of pace of story. So um, that one is on... I think it's on Disney Plus. I think you'll find it there. So, um, yes, The Dropout. And then one other thing that I have watched that I've really enjoyed is um, 
was a short series. It was on ABC iView and it's called The Teacher. It's a British drama. Um, I think it was only four episodes and it stars an actress that I really love called Sheridan Smith. She has been, in, you would have seen her pop up in a lot of British television shows. I first saw her in Gavin and Stacey many, many, many years ago. I thought she was actually more of a comedic actress, but she is brilliant, like a really brilliant dramatic actress. She's also like on on the West End, she's a really good singer um, and performer. So she's just one of those all-round talents and I would watch her in anything. Anything she's in is really good. Anyway, in this series, she plays the role of a teacher um, who is accused of um, sexual misconduct with a student. And um, yeah, you sort of think that it's going to go one way and then, yeah, it's it just sort of goes down this um, completely unexpected turn. So um, I loved it because it was only a few episodes. I think I knocked it over in like a weekend. Um, and, again, something that you could either watch on your own or with a partner because I think sometimes it can be really hard to find shows that appeal to um to everyone and, um, you know, having to kind of sit there and watch something on your own, you know, that gets a bit boring after a while. So this is something that you could watch together if you wanted to. And then something else that I really loved, which um, <laughs> I have this thing for property shows and that usually the trashier the better. So Selling Sunset was one of the shows that I just absolutely loved last year. Couldn't get enough of it. Um, and I think it was just the blend of those like really big extreme characters and the the houses, the properties. Oh my God. Unbelievable. In my kind of, uh, you know, I think it might've been actually when we were in isolation. Um, but I discovered million dollar listing on Netflix, which is, uh, I, I kind of like, it's a, it's a nastier version of selling sunset. It's set in the Hamptons. Um, so same kind of premise The the people that work in the real estate agency and um, how they all get along or not get along with one another. But more the point, the houses. Holy hell, these houses in the Hamptons were incredible. So it was pure escapism. Like, you know, I did not gain any brain cells from um, watching it, but it was just that real escapist kind of viewing that I needed to watch while I was in ISO because I couldn't really manage anything else during that time, I have to say. So that's what I have been consuming on the, um, yeah, on the entertainment front. That has all been boosting my life. I would love to hear from you, though. So you've got an idea from what I have recommended here, um, the stuff that I love. If you think that there is something else that I should have on my list to read, listen to, or watch, um, something that is on my list, which I cannot wait to watch over Easter, is Dope Sick. Uh, that is the story. It's got Michael Keaton in it. Um, it's about the oxytocin 
problem in the US. That has been recommended to me by a number of people and I'm really looking forward to watching that. Once I finish the dropout, I can only deal with so much drama at once. Um, But if there's anything that you would like to recommend to me, please send me a DM or comment on my Instagram post or um, drop me an email at michelle at michellebroadbent.com.au and share your recommendations with me. I hope that you are having a beautiful break this week. I will be here next week and I look forward to talking to you then. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon.